So we spent a number of shiurim spending on uh, Reishmam Tesef Aleph, which was the halachas of Meiser, and we're moving on now. It's a lot of a lot of short sefim. We'll see. Maybe we could do um, ten to twelve sefim in the next few minutes. Let's see how much we could accomplish. So. We saw we saw some of these halachas we bumped into already. It came it came up a number of times in different um, different halachas that we discussed. Um, we'll discuss them again briefly as we see the halacha in in the right place. Sesiv beis la'elam la'yimana adam atzmai paches mishlisa shlishas hashakel ashana. A person, the minimum in hilchas staka, when a person is giving giving staka, a person should give at least a third of a shekel. So we said that this is a takana. Of Takana of Nehemiah, that Nehemiah made a Takana that people should give a, a, should give Tzaka, and even in Ani, someone that's a poor person that doesn't have any, any money, and technically he would be living off Tzaka, he would be getting his food from Tzaka, then this individual as well has a Chiyuv to give, give Tzaka. And it's no different the way the Archa Shulchan puts it down. He says no different than a person has an obligation, even an Ani has an obligation to do, um, to shake Lul of an Esrig, he has a Chiv to sit in a Sukkah, he has a Chiv in all the mitzvahs in the Torah, a, an Ani, a poor person, has an obligation to do, to do the mitzvah Tzaka as well. Even though it's giving the money that he doesn't have, in, in, this, in this case, that's why the Nechemia made a takana that it's a minimal amount, it's a shlishes hashekel, a shana, a third of a shekel, which we said is be'erach, um, 265, 256, I apologize, 256 prutais, and 256 prutais in today's money is something about $50 or so. That would be a minimum chiv on every person, no different than any other mitzvah, the mitzvah of tefillin and the mitzvah of sukkah, that a person has an obligation, even if they're poor. So the Mechaber writes, he says, that someone that gives less than this amount, someone that does not give a shlishis hashekel, he gives, he gives le- less than this 256 prutis a year, he does not fulfill his mitzvah of tzedakah. That is Sif Gimel. So we discussed that we discussed a bunch of this earlier, and we'll go move on. Sif Gimel. Tzarech litein atztaka. So this is an obligation in someone giving tztaka. And we want to know every time a person gives tztaka, a person writes out a check, and a person gives any amount of tztaka. Um, this is a very important halacha to know. Tzarech litein atztaka b'sever panim yafes. A person must give tztaka with a Good, happy face on. Besimcha over Tevlevav. He should be. He should have this inner simcha, simcha, um, an inherent simcha built in, not just a fake smile. But Tevlevav, and a person should be giving it properly with a good heart. A person should sympathize and and empathize with the poor person in his difficulty and in his in his situation. And a person should try to try to discuss with him part of his sorrow and part of his difficulty, and a person should try to try to work it through with him. So, which is which is very interesting. The way the Machaber is setting up, setting this up, that part of part and parcel of the mitzvah of tzaka is to be there for the ani, not only physically, not, not only monetary um, being there for for him, but rather to give him and help him. 
in a in a sp- spiritual and an emotional way as well. That is is something part and parcel of the mitzvah of tzedakah, similar to the mitzvah of biker chaylim, which we generally translate visiting the sick. Um, the mechaber writes over there that it's a ramban that the chiyuv of biker chaylim is not only visiting the sick, but rather saying uh, saying say a tefillah, davening for the for the sick person. That's a it's a chiyuv. The person was not yetsa his mitzvah of biker chaylim if he didn't daven for the sick person. It's part of the reason we go to visit. We go to visit to, to ease his pain and to help him out, but also to see what he needs, and then, then we're able to dab him for that. So similarly, the halacha of tzedakah, which is, this is often, often something lost, that we just write out the check and we forget about this, but is, is to spend a moment and ask, you know, see what the, what the poor person, how, how he's managing, what, how he's coping, and try to allow him to unpack that information and uh, get it off his chest a little bit. So then the... I guess you could do it, you do it quickly. The guy's in the car, I don't know. Does, you have to, does this include looking at the brochures? I, I would assume if you're looking at those brochures that and the people that wrote, wrote letters about him and people are vouching that he's really in a tough situation that's showing that it's showing that you care, and you're not just you're not just handing him that dollar and pushing him off. Um, I mean, really, the the best thing to say to the guy is, you know, I, I'd love to help you more, and I would wish I wish I could give you a million dollars. I wish I could help you, and I could take you out of your pain. But you know, I this is the minimum I can help you with, and you, you offer the guy a drink. You offer, you know, even if he if he declines it, but you you show that you you care about him. He's the human being, and. And everyone else is just either ignoring him or, or throwing a quarter at him or throwing a dollar at him, and people are not giving him the time of day to really focus and to really even see his needs. And you spend that minute even offering him a drink or reading his letter, and sending him on. Then I, I think that's, I think that's what the mechaber means. You know, so you're right. If you're if you're going to be there and you want to be his, um, his social worker. Right. Okay. So right. So we're not, we're not discussing right. So we're not discussing the the letters that you get in the mail, and we're not discussing um, all so the this collectors. Is, this is this is specifically for poor people. People needy. Right. But the, but the, but it's basically this is for people in your presence. Right. So right. If someone if someone's just sending sending you a letter, then first of all, you have to know that how how valid it is, and is it really. Who's really behind the letter, and and half the time, or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If say more than half or less than half, but there's a good number of those those letters that are signed by different rabbanim and gedolim that that the gedolim suddenly get the letter in the mail and they don't recognize it, and they they don't know they never saw this letter before. They don't know who the individual is. Um, I personally heard a story. I don't know if I should say it while I'm being recorded. Um, yeah, that's good. Solomon got a letter with his name signed on it, and he was pretty baffled that someone had the chutzpah to put his name on when he and never sent it to his house and sent it to him. Right, and he never heard of the situation. He never heard of the issue. So I'm sure that's happening very often. I'm sure that it happens to many people. So many of the rabbanim that are signed. But at the end of the Allah is, I think, the more important. Part of the mechaber vim nasna bepanim zayafais. If someone gives tzaka with a sour face, then 
Zoya face Verais, if it's a sour face or a bad face, and he just, you know, he just frowns and he gives the guy money, then the Lashat of the Mechaber is Hifsid Zuchusai. He lost his chus. So a person, a person went and he wrote out a thousand dollar check and he thought he's being so generous, but he's not doing it properly and he's giving it with a sour face and he's making the guy feel like a dope and he's feeling, and, and the guy walks away, you know, he's happy he got his check, but he, he feels, he, he, you didn't, he didn't uplift his day and you, and possibly did something wrong, wrong to him, you did a panam zayah face away, so you gave him with a sour face, then that individual is hifsid zchusay, then he does not get the schus of giving staka. Which is is a very strong statement that Mechaber is saying, and it needs it needs a drop of a drop of thought about this halacha because we're familiar with the there's a, the famous Beis Halevi that the Beis Halevi shares an idea of of someone of someone in the someone drops money in the street and someone. So, so there's another individual that comes along and finds it, and a poor person finds that money. So there was no interaction between the two, the two of us. I dropped the money, and that guy finds the money. But I get a schos. I get an. I, there's an element of schos that I that because he's benefiting from my money. Says the Beis Halevi. Why? Because the yisaid of the mitzvah staka is not necessarily handing over the money, but rather the fact that he's benefiting because of me. He's benefiting from my money. The purpose of tzedakah is not necessarily that I am doing a, a maisa mitzvah of handing over money, but rather he's benefiting from me, from my money, that, that this, guy, this guy is gaining, this guy is going gonna, is gonna to benefit. Elon, could you unlock the door? So that's, so we just need... Need to figure out why why it should be su- such a strong level of hifsid schuse that he's going to lose his that he loses his entire schus, and not only that to make the make the question drop stronger, is we had we had this halacha earlier this concept. You can leave it open. Perfect, thank you. Um, now we we had the concept earlier of that there's a possibility of kafin al that there's there's a, there's an idea of someone that doesn't want to give tzedakah, and we had, we had the case that a, a a wife that sees that her husband doesn't want to give tzedakah, or or a bezdin that sees an individual is not giving tzedakah that in in a place in when he's able to give tzedakah and he should be giving tzedakah, then the halacha is that there's a concept of kafin al tzedakah that we're allowed to go force him to give tzedakah. So someone that's someone that does not want to give tzedakah. We had that miser that we discussed. He doesn't want to give any tzedakah. He wants to sit and all his money, and he's and he's sitting there and he's sitting there and saying, absolutely not, none of my money is going to ever go to tzedakah. And then we have Bezdin coming along, and Bezdin takes away the money. So did he not get his chos of tzedakah? Did he not get any any tzedakah? <coughs> um, technically, it was uh, he did benefit. He benefited so, somewhat. He that uh, his money went to tzedakah. So the it seems it seems over here that there's a that it's really dependent on that machlekes that we had we had earlier because the the gain um, it's in small words and the gain is in sifkat and tezayin 
Um, it's a it's a halacha later later on in the in the simon that we're going to get to, um, and it's in Sifyud Gimel. The halacha the halacha is paches mizel lower level. If someone gives tzedakah and he gives it out of in somewhat in sadness, in sheyitin lebaatzev. If he gives if he gives money to tzedakah with a it seems like he's like somewhat with depressed face on, and he gives he doesn't give tzedakah in the most happy way. So, the Gain says, what's the difference between that halacha and our halacha? Our halacha is discussing someone that gives, gives with a sour face, and that halacha is somewhat repetitive, that is saying someone that gives staka with a, with a depressed face. So, so the Gain says over there, he says, he says someone gives staka with a depressed face, he says, It's still an element, it still has a level of staka. We have the concept that we discussed that a person is able, we're able to force someone to give tzedakah. So if someone gives and he's depressed, he's sad, he's sad about giving tzedakah, but he still gives it, then there's, there's still a schos. Says the Gain, It's not similar to the case in Siv Gimel. And the Gain leaves us hanging, he doesn't really explain. And I think the, I think the words really, really are very telling in the Mechaber, the difference between the Mechaber and Sif Yud Gimel and the Mechaber over here in Sif Gimel. The Mechaber in Sif Yud Gimel, someone gives it at a depressed. He's, he's sad, he's not, he's not so upbeat when he's giving it. He's not giving it besimcha. he's not giving it betavlevav, he doesn't, he doesn't empathize with the Ani, he, he doesn't give the guy time of day, but he just hands over the money and he writes him a check and he sends him on. There's another, there's another level that we're discussing now is he gives it with a sour face. And I give the guy, and I make him feel, he, I make him feel like, like that he's worthless, or I make him feel that he was undeserving of getting the money, and I still give him an, a generous check, but I make him feel that he was never, that he was never at that, at, never supposed to get, and that wasn't deserving of it. That is, the, is, the, is when the Mechaber writes, that's when you lose your schos. If you make, make the guy feel like an idiot, and you send them on, even with a big check, then, then at that point you lost your schosah of giving tzedakah. If you just don't do it happily, and, but you're still giving tzedakah, then that's a lower level of tzedakah, but you still get a schosah of giving tzedakah. So I think that's what the, the gain is telling us, is that the difference between these two halachas. Siv Dalid. So we saw, we mentioned this halacha as well um, earlier. If an ani comes and asks you, he requests from you. You don't have anything in your pocket, you don't have anything to give him. Don't yell at him, don't raise, don't raise your voice. Tell him you wish you could help him, you wish you could, you could give him a million dollars. Um, right now, you don't have anything on you. You don't have any cash. Some the, then they all pull out, and suddenly they have credit cards, card swipers. When you tell them they, they don't have cash on you, so be careful about that if you're using that as an excuse. But what about having not having like you don't want to give them so much, but you don't have any of larger bills? You're allowed to tell them to give change. No, but if he doesn't you, look like he's going to give change, he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the weatherman says no change today. Okay. Um, you're clearly not obligated to give him the full amount. So, 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 you, so, can so, tell, so, you can tell him that I have, so, 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 here's the money. You want to give a dollar to, and you only have a 20 or a 50. 
Oscar 19 changes is a little bit weird. So you're coming because you, cause you're, you're not in the well, you New York, New Jersey area. You, you and you're not giving every day. But you, you prepare in, him for in Lakewood, in Lakewood, there's no such thing. No, if a guy comes and comes to you, you only have a 20, then you ask him for 18 change. Yeah. You're right. You end up giving him an extra dollar, but you ask him for the 18 change. Um, over here, it's a little, uh, it's a little more uncomfortable. And yeah, when you pull out your five or your ten, then and you really didn't want to be giving him a full ten, and especially as another three guys, and you would love to split this ten because the only thing you have on you. And this well, guy gives you his whole sob story. You call the guys together. You say, "Hey, I only got this ten dollars bill. You split it between yourselves." Yeah. Okay. So that's the that, that's the eight. So right. So they all have, and suddenly they're collecting for two things, each one of them. And and how 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 should we split it? There's not enough money. Say that? Can Don't you say only one per customer? Is that considered? You know, that used to that used to happen that you write out a check and say, "Also oh, have this," and I, I would say, uh, "I'm sorry, I can only do one." For person who comes in, people come in all the time. I can't do it. Right. I mean, I, I, for sure, Allah, you're allowed to do that. You're giving, you're giving him for his needs. Mm-hmm. Happens to be he has, a he has to marry off. No, so half, half the time it's coming that he, one pocket is marrying off his daughter and the other pocket is that his wife's not feeling well. Or, right, or he has a child that needs, needs to pay for his tuition. And so, I mean, they have, they have three different reasons that they, that they need money, but often it's the same thing. If he's collecting suddenly for a cousin, then it's a whole different story. Then you don't have the, you don't have the poor person here at all, and now he's just a shliach, he's coming, he's on a mission for someone else that's no different than the letter that you get in the mail. So, so you don't have money on you. So says the Mechaber, he should show him that you really want to give him. You don't really, you don't have the money on you right now. So, the first halach the mechaber was saying that a person doesn't have any money on them right now. Says the Ramah that when the guy knocks on your door or the guy that asks you in shul for money, so then afilu einloi. Even if a guy doesn't have, you don't have, a person can't afford to give him. Then, even if you only have rock, gray, gray, sachas, one dried, one dried date, then a person has to give that. So we explained this halacha, we, we mentioned the, the, the concept that this halacha is telling us that there's a halacha not to send someone away because you're going to embarrass him. And we mentioned the halacha from, I believe it was Reb Chaim Ezer said it, that that when he that he when he got to Eretz Yisrael, then he realized that it was impossible to give every single poor person. It's is it, 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 it was just way too many people on the street. He wasn't able to give every single person, and he said that at that point, you're, it's understood that it's impossible to give everyone, and therefore a mesholach is not going to be embarrassed if you don't give him. And and he waited till till people came over to him, and it, cl- it was clear that you couldn't couldn't just go give everyone, and that's that's what we said. Allah is if you a person is walking to the castle, and 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 a person there's no way a person would ever be able to daven if he's going to focus on giving giving every single poor, poor person. So the halacha is that he's allowed to give, that he's allowed to walk through the crowd, and the people that ask him, he should give a minimal amount, but he doesn't. He's clearly not obligated to give give every single person. And okay, so just an interesting point 
Rebchem Kenevsky discusses, which is more the case that we that we have, is someone that doesn't have money on him right now. It's not that we don't have money that we can't afford giving the guy a dollar. Is we don't have money on us right now. So, do we have to borrow, and in, in order to give the guy money, or or right now we're exempt because we don't have the money on us. So Rebchem Kenevsky says he says that a in general, a person is not obligated to borrow money in order to give tzedakah. A person doesn't have, have money. He doesn't have to go borrow and put himself into, into debt because, because he doesn't have, because, in order to give tzedakah. However, he says if you're borrowing because in order to save yourself a trip of going home and coming back to give this guy, then... Then, then, then you should go borrow. That's what Rechengenesi says. He says you should borrow if all you're doing is not is not you're not you're not making yourself go in debt. You're going to be in debt now because you can't because you're you want to give stuck. Rather, you're borrowing because you have money at home, but you're you don't want to schlep home right now, and you have a mitzvah <coughs> to give this guy money, and there's there's a real ani at, at, at coming to you in shul or wherever he is, and now you just don't have money on you, so. He's saving you a trip. You really have a mitzvah to go home, go get him money, and come back and, and bring him the money. But if it'll, to exempt yourself from that from that trip home, you that you have an easy way out and going and borrowing money from someone, then then Rechemkinevsky says says that you should go borrow. Um, I think the easier way that people get out of this is just telling the guy, "Please come to my house," and then now it's up to him. You threw the bull back in his court. If he comes to your and comes to your house, good. If he doesn't show up, then, 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 then that's his issue that he decided not to come. <clears throat> so how does that how does that work? I didn't I, I didn't even think that through. If he gives you an envelope and says, "Okay, so you don't have money," and you say, "Here's an envelope." I take it home. I take, no, he gives me an envelope. I take it home. Yeah, I take it home. And I put put a check in it. Like if I if I like if I already get it in the mail. If you take the envelope, you put a chiv on yourself to get. Do you? I don't know. Well, if you say to the guy you're going to give him, you give a chiv on yourself. If I say right, meaning, him, meaning maybe it's like this case of Rechem Knievsky, that, you, that you, he's just helping you save, save your trip. That technically, technically you should be bringing him back money to Jul. Or, or you tell him to come okay, to your house. Okay, I, and, and I'm in Shul. My next step is I've got to go to work. If I go home, I'm going to be late to work. You know, there's a, cer- a certain point where you just aren't, you don't have the leisure to go home and come back again to give the guy stuck up, and you don't know when you're going to be home at night for him to stop by, okay. and you, you risk. I could, I could, I had this has happened plenty of times that I, uh, several people come by at once and you try to eat dinner. You haven't eaten all day. And you're eating dinner, and you try to have, have your smiley face, jolly. Right. Well, you know, there's there's a couple things with the envelope that. Um, that are a little more in-depth or complex. One thing is, is that, okay, it might be convenient, but but there's another reason why people ask for an envelope, and that is that, hey, how legitimate is this person? Um, is he okay, that, sending you to some site that's, uh, oh, 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 well, that that's just an address that everybody sends money to or whatever. It's not his address. You know, it, it depends on what's on the... 
Okay, so that, that's a valid point. That, that's a valid point. If you're asked for an envelope, he's sort of expecting you're going to give to him. But I'm going to run it through, you know, the thing and say, okay, um, is this a, you know, is this, now. I mean, if you find them to be not legitimate, I know. I see. I see an FBI agent. Like is a, it's like an IRS guy over here. Um, no, no, but, because it's no, not always but if it's himself. he's collecting for an organization, it should be a legitimate, you know, thing. If it's if for himself. It, uh, Absolutely. So if you find that he's not legitimate, and and then of course you don't have to give him. But if you find 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 that he's that he's that he's real, are you going to give or you're not going to give? Yeah, that's why you ask. Okay, so then that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to run it through, and you're allowed to decide afterwards. You didn't obligate yourself if you find that he's not legitimate, and, and there's no obligation to give a guy, even though you he handed you an envelope. That's on the on it's on the pretense that that it's a it's a valid stock up. Going back to my thing, I would say I would say different things. If you have, let's say, a Veda, and for you to do that, you'd be taken away from whatever work you're doing. You don't have to do it. If there's a Shavas Veda, we should take you away. Right, but now you have the ability to do it later. Maybe an envelope is really getting you out of that. How is that getting you out of it? Because do it at, at your convenience. And he's also not there. It's not the moment of time interaction anymore. Well, the moment of time, so that's, right, so it depends what you told him when, you know, if you told him that, you know, I'll see, I'll try, but well, he did. it depends on the interaction with the envelope. If you ask for it and you say that you're going to give. Right, then absolutely. If he just hands it to you and you throw it away. Right, so, right, and then it's, it's very common in New York that if you, if that, that if you didn't end up, when he, when the guy went around shul and he, and, and you didn't give him and he decided that you should be giving, then he'll put, put an envelope on your toss bag. And by the time the avenue's over, you might have two, two, three envelopes. So that happens. Isn't there also um, an expectation, even if you take the envelope with the intention to give, there's probably... One second. Okay. Um, if you look in the back of my sitter um, in front of Shul, um, I have an envelope that, that's, in, that's sitting in and whatever, I have notes on it. Um, Whatever, some guy gave me an envelope. It's, it's not my fault that you want to waste an envelope on me. But I, never, I, I never interacted with you. I don't know who you are. You drop an envelope in my towels bag. Just, I mean, it's a nice way of asking, but I don't know who I mean, you are. I don't know anything. I'm saying, even if there was more of an interaction as opposed to him just saying, oh, well, here's an envelope, and you never said anything, I think that there's still some level of expectation that not everybody's going to give because envelopes get lost, you forget. Well, he's got the choice of saying, I don't have any money on me now. So you're not going to get anything to lose. But you could say, I don't have it now, give me a letter, right? And you don't say... Right, so the biggest proof that they don't, they they know that many, many of them are not coming back back. is because they don't put on stamps. Yeah, right. Right. They're not, they're, 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 they're keeping themselves at a minimal investment Mm -hmm. into those, those letters. Okay, let's, let's move on. Sif hey, im yagal lasis la acherim sheyitnu scharei gadol mischar hanasim. If someone has the ability to encourage, or because of whatever I do, I'm able to make or ensure that other people are going to give staka, then scharei gadol mischar hanasim. Then that person's reward is is greater or just as great. From the reward of the one that gave, that actually gave. So through my action, I encourage I encourage someone, the someone else to give. This is um, the example of someone getting honored at a dinner. Um, 
then because this person is honored, then he has the ability to go and encourage many other people to give tzedakah. So, I mean, most people that are that are being honored, it's not really a massive honor. It's really that they become a it's a it's a it's a pain and they, it's it's more of an embarrassment and they suddenly have to become a schnarrer for two months. So it's not really a a a major major honor. But through them, they get a tremendous char because the because the organization, whoever it is, um, gets 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 a nice amount of money. Then there's there's a great reward for that. So that's something against giving anonymously. What do you mean by that? If you give you give something to, to the show you want to give to all the individual, you say, oh, yeah, I just don't want any regular Okay, so it's a very interesting discussion that later. Like all, all the way at the end of the uh, the simon, um, the Pesach Chuvas has an interesting case, which I I was really I really want I will get into it more next time, but we're maybe in two times I'm not sure how much we're going to accomplish now, but an interesting case the a discussion of the of the Gabbai Tzaka that that he wants to put his name. One second, I'm, I'm getting mixed up. That that's the there's something else that I wanted to say. No, sorry. Okay, this Nikusta Casa. That's that's what I was, I was focusing on. So the, um, the last halach in the in the simon discusses someone gives giving tzedakah for a. But when you when you when you say yiskar. And people people make a promise that uh, make a net there that they're gonna give they're gonna give a certain amount of stocko. So the there's a discussion which which we'll get to, but the Nikudsakasa brings a Rajva. And he says Okay, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting lost on this one second. Okay, I apologize. I'm mixing up two two halachas. The the Ramah at the end of Yud Gimel. That's what I was remembering. That's what I was, I was I wanted to focus on. He says, "Misha makdish davar l'staka, muter loishiyichtev shemay olav, shihele zikaron v'roi lasiskin." So someone that someone that gives money to staka, then he's allowed to write his name on it that he that this is donated by or or a kid is sponsored by and to have have a name on it. You're allowed to do that. And not only that, says the Ramah, Baroi Lasis King, you're allowed to do this. So the Taz says one reason, but the, the Nukhus Hakasa brings down brings down the Rajva that that this is and and the Raj, the Rajva says a whole different reason. Why why would it be allowed to? And he says not only that, but it's proper for someone to publicize when they make a donation. And he says, first of all, there's the there's the concept of 
of being mefarsim oisim mitzvah. Someone that does a mitzvah, then we should publicize that, that, and everyone should know that this individual did a mitzvah. But, but it's much more than that. Is that when a person a person does this, and a person and we and we're mefarsim that a person did did give and give a, a nice donation. Someone sponsored something, then that encourages others to do that, and it, and it gives that it gives that. It, idea to other people that other people should also step up and do and do different things and to take on their and take on a level of responsibility so therefore not only the is there a concept of that a person is allowed to put his name on something there are muscles really lost his cane it's proper for a person to put his name on it so um now remind me uh what, what, what were you asking so it's saying giving an anonymous donation right so the anonymous donation is 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 losing that losing that concept Okay, so just to um, just to answer your question even better on an anonymous donation, so uh, let's. Worry about me, worry about an or okay, so there's right. So there's one concept of of an einhara. Um, the other concept is if you get your name in that ad journal, everyone else is coming. To okay, <laughs> so fine. You're right. <laughs> that's that's gonna be, that's that's a, that's a different reason. Um, so, which is preferable? The Rama says to spread and to to say and to spread it out to to say it. Mm-hmm. That's the way the Rama writes it. They they should publicize it. So, I'm just going to skip Sivav for right now, just to answer your question about anonymous. Um, the the Machaber goes through. He is quoting the quoting the Lush and the Ramam. The Ramam says now eight levels. Of tzedakah, of the greatness of of different levels in tzedakah, of of people that give tzedakah, wh- which one is the better level and how to give how to give tzedakah properly. So I'm skipping the first one for right now because just because we're we're almost out of time, but I'm jumping to the second level. There are, the mechaber says pachis miza, the second level in sevzayin, hanezin tzedakah laani, someone that gives to a per, per, poor person. He has no clue who he's giving. He doesn't know who he's getting it from. That in a concept of this is someone that gives to the to the to the general to the public path of of tzaka. Um, for example, someone gives to the discretionary fund over here. It's and that and we have no clue who the rabbi is giving it to. The rabbi goes and he distributes it to. Uh, to, wh- to whoever needs and um, often it's a, a a poor person someone that's in need that needs a loan it's not always poor um, someone that needs a loan right now to get him by which will which will focus we just skipped that halacha about lending money to someone even if he's not a poor person but someone that needs which we'll see that it's a it's an element of stock and as well um, even if a person is not a poor person and he has food to put on his table he just needs Needs a loan to to get him to get him over this this hump, um, then then that's that's a it's a very strong level of tzaka, um to 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 lend him money. But this is a this is from the from the highest levels of tzaka is giving money giving money to someone that we have no clue who we're giving to and he has no clue who he's getting it from. So it's totally anonymous. It's totally discreet, and no one no one has any interaction with the poor person, besides who are a third party. Which is which is probably the highest level of tzedakah that in in giving giving to poor people is something that we're able to do, and 
just answering that question about anonymous, then often that anonymous in this way is going to be the best thing. But that's not really so, anonymous because the person that you're giving it to, who's giving it out, knows that you gave it. Right, correct. So it's not really anonymous. Right, so, right, so I'm just using, borrowing that word mm-hmm. in, in a, in a different, different way that it's the greatest level of tzaka when, when you're giving it to a, to a person that doesn't know. But if it's going to be far some ice mitzvah that a person does a mitzvah, someone makes a donation to, to an organization, and that it's very different than the halacha that we that we discussed. Someone that makes a donation to shul, misha makdish davar l'staka, he makes something, he he donates something, he donates a, um, either an item or he donates money to sponsor something, then to write his name on it, then then that's that that's a tremendous thing to write his name on it because that's going to encourage other people to do it. So. Um, I guess if there's an element of a discretionary fund that's, that people are, that they're publicizing that these people made a donation, or, I mean, I've seen this happen, that they'll make an appeal for a certain gemach, let's say, um, or a fund that's going to be paying for, um, for, for weddings for, for poor people. So they'll make an appeal, and then they'll go around the shul, and they'll announce everyone's name, and as they're giving. Um, the concept is that it's, it's somewhat... It's publicizing people that do a mitzvah, but it's also that's the greatest way of encouraging is create a little bit of a peer pressure. Yeah, but it's still a higher level because they never know who gave. Right, so it's going to accomplish this as well. That it could be you could get both of these concepts in, into play. So just to finish off, Sif Zion. Do do people who can do that have priority? Let's say there's like two people. Okay, so for that you're gonna have to come on Thursday. So we just skipped uh, Sivav. So you have to come back, and then 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 you'll you'll get the you'll get the next time. Um, yeah. So just finishing off this halacha is that a person should not give to a public distribution, and this is really um, this this is echoed um, many times over for all the letters that we get in the mail. And for different different concepts of a person should not give to an um, to a kupa shaltaka to a to a fund that unless he knows that whoever is in charge of the fund is is a a neman he's trustworthy not only is he trustworthy but he knows how to use the money properly so if someone does that we don't know that the person in charge of it knows how to use the money properly and he's not necessarily a trusted individual. Or we don't know that, then, then a person, a person should not give. The and the mechaber is yitain. A person should not give it unless he knows he knows he checked off these two boxes. That number one, he's a trustworthy person, and the person knows how to use the money properly. So, that's when a person should give to a public discretionary fund. I think I could vouch on Rabbi Weinrib on our discretionary fund is that everyone who knows how to use the money properly and he knows he's trustworthy. But That's where those letters come into play. Those letters so are very. You have no clue who they are. You have no clue they are. So then, how could you? How could you go trust it? Mm-hmm. How? I mean, it's nice when we're not. We're not giving a major amount of money, and it's not. It's not a major loss. So it's not. It's not such a big deal if it's going to cost us five dollars. And for our five dollars, it should be our our worst five dollars investment. Is when we when we even if people come to you know my my feeling is if people are coming to the door, they used to have. I mean, it's just where I'm living now, but we used to get people coming, you know, 
three or four at a time and, uh, and, and crying. And if they're, if they're going to make themselves to do that, you know, if they're lowering themselves to do that, I'm going I'm to question them, even if they got plenty of money. Um, yes, yeah. but no. It's, yeah, it's yeah, often a, it's, yeah. I mean, some of these people, it's a, it's a mental health illness that, that, uh, that they're that they're going around collecting and they you're right okay so you're giving to their um to their mishigas which is not necessarily is it a good thing i don't know mishigas is probably keeping them from working and eating properly okay you're right there there is an element of uh, people like that we see every day yeah absolutely yeah 